expressed in this broadcast are those of the host slash guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any of BXR entities and those they represent. What's what? What's what? It's the goddess Chase Bro, the Empress Lady Kate Mix coming through to talk to you on another Thursday. Y'all know I'm here every Thursday, 7 to 9. That's my birthday. It's not miraculously. But I'm here. I'm here. Blessed by the best. You know how we do to get it started off. First, we got to give L all L honor. All the glory to our Lord and Savior. Yes, praise God. Yes, that's what I do for any of y'all who are just joining me. This may be your first time, first experience, but since day one, I started off 8-11. Yes, the show is a mighty, mighty Leo. Uh, <laughs> I definitely have to give all of um, the praises to God for bringing me here, blessing me with this opportunity and having this platform to come straight to you with your news and our views. Um, so first starting off, you know, let's get in our prayer. First God, we thank you. We come here as humbly as I know how, as we know how, Lord, just to say thank you. Thank you for the good and the bad, the the those who are glad and those who are sad, oh, Father God, I ask that you just bless us, Lord. Continue to walk with us, oh, Father God. Continue to let us know, oh, Father God, that everything that is bad, God, is meant for your good, oh, Father God. Keep us, Lord. Help us hold on to our faith, oh, Father God, even when things are going all chaotic in our face, oh, Father God. Oh, Father God, there's so many people out here, oh, Father God, that are lost, oh, Father God. Not just lost, oh, Father God, in spirit, oh, Father God, but just in body and mind and soul and everything, oh, Father God. It's different things that come our way each and every day, oh, Father God. Different things, oh, Father. But we praise you today, oh, Father God, because as we go through, Lord, we have to acknowledge that it's you that helps us get through, oh, Father God. And many don't get through, oh, Father God. Many get jailed. Many get sick. Many even get sorrow to the grave, oh, Father God. So we give you all of the glory, Lord. Even in the midst, oh, Father God, and all this pain, oh, Father God, we will continue to exhaust your name. Oh, Father God, we thank you. Bless everyone who is watching, everyone who has joined me, oh, Father God. Let's today show, oh, Father God, and the information I share, oh, Father God, help someone. Thank you. Amen. 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 Yeah, that's how I do. I got to give all honor and glory to God. We understand that nothing happens miraculously and how I am living and how I'm staying motivated is to know that, guess what? It's all in God's will, even if it's not something that I want for myself or even if it's something that you don't want for yourself. Please understand that no one said it was going to be easy, especially God, but you can trust in the word and the word that he gave us is that we're going to be all right. So get into your word, continue to hold on to your faith. If you ain't got nothing else, 
you know, um, what I start recognizing, you know, I was holding on to some things, um, but all those things are in the past. See, those days are behind you and you have to live life and knowing and believing that your best days are ahead of you. They are ahead of you. So no matter what's going on in your life right now, no matter what you've been through, please know that it's bringing you to a place, it's evolving you into the person that you are supposed to be. Yes, 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 God. So what's up, what's up, what's what, what's what? Let's get into it. Y'all know how I run it down on the segments. All of the what in the worlds and the what and the what's and the what. Yeah, all of that. Right here on the You Better Live. You know, the phone lines are always open, 443-642-9403, as well as the chat. Please like, comment, and share. If you haven't already liked the You Better Live page, what's wrong with you? Come on, come on through and show me some love. You bet to live. And that is one of the messages that God has put on my heart and in my ability to come here on every Thursday, y'all, and just promote that. Like, you better live. It's so much death. It's so much chaos. It's just, yeah, you better live. You better live. That's just what God placed on my heart. And that's what the name of the show. That's my brand. And then for all of my days, you know, um, that is what God has put in my spirit. And that is what I'm going to promote. So um, in living, you know, be things going on. We got to stay updated. I'm not speaking on or not talking about, we all know that the election is coming up November the 8th, but I just want to give y'all some updates on some things that I had spoken about on my previous shows because we all must stay informed. We must all stay informed and we all must get involved. So some topics that I brought up before, and um, please know sometimes when I bring up certain people um, like Trump, who I'm ready to give you an update on, um, is not to um, bring any type of glorification to his name or what he's about. It's just to keep us on top of things that are blatantly happening and going on in our face, in our world. You know what I mean? And I, and it be on my mind. And then, like I said, I bring you your views, um, your news, our views. And I just want to talk about it. And I so appreciate all of you guys who join me and talk about it as well. So Trump, what's the update on Trump? Y'all all know that his house was raided um, in Florida. His Florida estate, Mar-a-Lago, um, was raided back in August. And the Supreme Court has just now decided that they will not intervene in the legal um, procedures proceedings between the Department of Justice and Trump. Yes. Um, a while ago, I think it was like last week, Trump had um, requested for a special judge, um, a special um, investigating team to look into all of the evidence that was taken from this estate. Basically, they raided the house. They got over two dozen boxes of blood that contained 2,000 documents. Um, reports say that it was some of the most highest, highest secret stuff, classified stuff um, right here about all government that he had. Um, but what I didn't know, and I don't think that we talked about it before, because you know the way that they were putting it out there was as if, you know, they just woke up one day and just went and raided his house. And it was like a trick or whatever. But we all know how the FBI move. <laughs> just being from the street, we always say if the feds come for you, they think they got you. 
you know, so we know that they already was doing some type of investigation. So what I have discovered and sharing with you and bringing on this update that it actually was a subpoena that was issued back in May prior to this August read. And back in May, they had requested for Trump to turn over these documents. So it was later discovered that he had not turned over all of the documents. So basically he did not comply with the subpoena. Um, his lawyers had signed off on it. Everyone had agreed that that's all the documentation, that's all the confidential um, stuff we had, but the FBI found out that that was not the case. And that is what brought about the raid. Um, so when they went and they got all of these documentation, yes, classify y'all, classify stuff. Stuff he was not supposed to take have in his personal possession. He took it, he had it out here in Florida. Um, sources are also saying that people that was working with him, um, some representatives who were on his team when he was in the White House that are now working on the, um, the Mar-a-Lago estate were actually um, directed to remove these items. Now, first he was saying that he didn't tell anybody or whatever else like that, but the FBI does have footage of people removing the boxes. So initially, when the subpoena came out in May, he was the turnover all of this stuff, and that did not happen. So I don't know why the um, charges or they're not moving forth yet, but um, everything is just pointing now to his guilt um, regarding this. You know, the Department of Justice is. Um, doing an investigation alleging the retention of classified documents, the death, the theft, the theft, meaning he stole, he stole the theft of government document and um, information and obstruction of justice, obstruction of justice. So, yeah, the Supreme Court said they're not going to get in the middle of it. They do believe that the DOJ's um, position is, I guess, just. And yeah, move forward with your investigation. Move forward with your investigation. Hey, 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 Nate. Hey, Nate. That's my BXR brother here. Yes. Nate shows, y'all already know, comes on tomorrow, five. The artists are changed. So make sure you check them out. Nate, I'm just giving some of these updates on some of the stuff that I had talked about in previous shows. And it looks like Trump's days are numbered. So I definitely had to give y'all a... Um, update on that. Also, some other stuff that I just now was seeing. Willie Spence. Willie Spence, 23 years old, was an American Idol contestant. Yes. Um, he fatally died from his injuries sustained in a car accident. I think he was traveling um, through California to his hometown or to Atlanta. Um, and unfortunately, he rode a tractor trailer um, on the road. Um, yes, 23 um, I know that he got world-renowned recognition from being on American Idol, um, but I remember coming across a video clip of him singing Shine Bright Like a Diamond um, on, like, YouTube. He was, like, in his choir class or something at school, sitting down, and when I tell you the brother was blowing. So definitely a beautiful voice. Um, I got to see more of, you know, his personality, more of his heart being displayed, of course, when he was on American Idol. That was one of the reasons um, why I was watching. Um, I hadn't watched the Idol in so long. Um, but when he had made it and I knew that he had auditioned and he was going in the same chamber like a diamond, I'm like, wow, that's the guy 
who video that I seen on YouTube who had absolutely went viral. Um, so yeah, Google him, Willie Spence. Um, sung, 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 sung. Yes, he could sing, and I'm sure now he's singing with the angels. Um, so prayers and condolences, much love go out to his family, all his friends, um, all of his loved ones, because he definitely was a, a a gift. He definitely had a gift. Um, and his voice definitely blessed me. It definitely blessed me. Um, so it's a sad day um to see because I know that he definitely had um a great bright career ahead of him. The boy could sing, he can blow. I mean, natural, natural talent, natural talent. Um, so send prayers out um, for that family of Willie Spence. Um, look on YouTube and just put it in there, shine bright like a diamond. I'm telling you, it'll bless you. Um, even his audition will probably pop up on American Idol. It definitely will bless you. Um, some other news that was happening here in Baltimore, I seen that a 17-year-old uh, guy um, was being pursued by the police. Um, what was his name? His name was Kwali Murphy Almantine was being pursued um, by the police the other day. Um, it's not a whole bunch of details, but what they are reporting is that he proceeded to the intersection of Grantley and Liberty Heights Avenue. And right there, his vehicle had collided with two other vehicles. Um, and then a fourth um, car was also involved in the accident. Um, they say that the police car um, who pursued him, it was an officer, Grantley, who was a 10-year, no, not Grantley, that's the street, <laughs> I apologize, um, but Gonzalez, who was a 10-year veteran, and Thurman, who was a two-year veteran. Um, it's not saying why they began to pursue him. Um, it's not saying if, um, and then and, and, and all of the information is not really even saying that um, it was a chase or anything. It's some some sources say pursue, some sources say follow. Um, so I'm not exactly sure if they was expecting him a crime or what the reasoning was for following um the young man. But the young man was like in a Honda CRV. We already know they be on the lookout for those in um Baltimore City. Any coops, any coops, any coops, they be looking for you. Any Honda Accords, anything else like that. Um that's just like one of their pet peeves too, like how they used to use smelling marijuana in their vehicles. Um, but nevertheless, they followed his young brother um, and his car was involved in an accident. And unfortunately, he was taken to the hospital and he succumbed um, from his injuries. Um, they saying that the police car did not have a dash camera, um, but the officer's body cameras was on. So I'm looking um, for them to be releasing those um, body camera um, images um, they say if it does not interfere with the investigation. Um, the investigation is being handled, which came into law in 2021 by the Independent Investigation Department. Um, anytime that a death is a result of any police um, interaction, this Independent Investigation um, Board now handles that. Um, so we will see. I'm always a little bit iffy when it's like minimum information. Sometimes I do understand that, that they can't tell you everything right off of the jump. Um, but yeah, it's really questionable to me um, to follow or pursue or whatever the reason was for the 17-year-old boy um, and how this accident happened. I mean, were y'all trying to pull him over? Um, whatever, you know, the case. I don't know, but keep your eyes and your is open because things be happening um 
And you got to know, you got to keep up with it. I mean, I try to anyway. So like I said, I bring it to you. This is your news and our views. Um, Anybody heard about it? Hit it up in the chat. Give me a call. Let's talk about it. Talking about anything maybe on your mind or anything you need to know more information about. Because right here, you know, we know and we grow together. Um, But yeah, the 17-year-old brother um, lost his life after this pursuit after they were following him, and there's really no information out about it but that, that they seen him and his Honda CRV coupe. They began to follow him where he um, proceeded to Grantley and Lily Heights Avenue, and then he was in a car accident. Um, four cars involved. He was taken to the hospital, and he died. Um, so I would like to know what is really, you know, what really was, but, you know, we say rest in peace to the brother. Um, and in course, um, you know, I guess some type of sympathy goes out to the police officers because I know it's not easy and trying to do your daily daily duties um, and then be involved in a situation like this. Um, but sometimes, I don't know, like y'all be doing too much. So I don't know if y'all seen him was thinking that he did some type of crime and began chasing him or whatever. He got nervous, you know, 17 years old, um, crashed his car. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Nothing is out. Nothing is saying. They seen him doing anything, selling drugs. He was speeding. They was pursuing him for a traffic stop. No, nothing. Um, and then also the fact that the police car didn't have him a dash camera. Um, no dash camera, it says, but at least they had on their body cameras. So I guess in due time, it all will come out. Another thing that caught my attention was 30-year-old um, Alicia Page, um, who is now um, charged with first-degree attempted murder um, after she allegedly hit an off-duty police up in the Avenue um, shopping center. Um, so she was in company, I guess, by her friend who was 31, um, who was from the area of Rosedale. They were up in this parking, um, up in the shopping center, and she allegedly um, hit an off-duty officer. I guess he was up there doing security. Um, she fled the scene. However, officer who was coming to, I guess, address the situation of her um, allegedly trying to hit the off-duty officer, he discharged his weapon and actually shot her. Um, the young lady proceeded and drove herself to John Hopkins Hospital, um, where they say the officers then rendered aid. Um, and, you know, she was taken in the hospital, but now she is in custody. Um, so it's no, like, information about that. But sometimes when I read, I mean, that is information about it. And that's really all the information that they put out there. But sometimes when I just be reading some of this stuff that be happening, I be like, okay, well, like, what else? Like, you know, okay, she was in the shopping center and she allegedly hit the police, okay. And then if y'all was coming to handle it, okay, and then she fled, I can understand, but to shoot her. Um, they also alleged that when they came to, I guess, um, confront her about what she allegedly did and trying to hit the officer that and fleeing, she hit other cars and other police cars. So it was necessary for them to shoot at her. I don't believe so. Um, I mean, I, I'm just, a, I'm human. You know, I always say that I'm a spirit, a spirit being having human experiences, um, but I can imagine your nerves, you know, always hitting somebody. I know when I first started driving, I hit a cat, baby. I was like, 
Oh, I was too through. <laughs> uh, my mother always used to talk about me laughing. I was too through. I was crying and everything. Like, that could have been somebody's child. Um, but nevertheless, I was really upset. So I can only imagine um, you've been involved in something where you almost hit a police, um, off-duty police, or what he was doing. I don't know. While he was in the street, maybe he was trying to stop her or something because if he was up there as off duty, maybe he was working security, maybe he was trying to stop her or something, stood in her way. I don't know. It's just all questionable. Um, and for her to be shot and then charged with first degree um, attempted murder, it's just a little bit questionable to me. It's like the what and the what. Um, so yeah, keep your eyes open and your ears open about that as well, because I'm like, okay, now, sister up and in, she almost hit the police officer, she flee the scene, um, especially the fact when they say she drove herself to John Hopkins Hospital. So I'm like, yeah, like I can only imagine being involved in something, your nerves all, you know, topsy-turvy. Um, and then the police, you know, regardless of what, you know, I don't know what she was going through. She could have been having an episode, something that was medical or whatever else like that, um, that caused it, whatever, and then hitting these cars. I, I don't know. I don't know if she panicked or whatever. So that I can't speak for her. Um, but what could I can speak for is how I would feel being in that type of situation. And then I can understand, you know, just being like your emotions all over the place and you just like in shock and all these police coming and then to be shot. Um, and with all of this stuff going on in the world with police brutality and then knowing that the police shot me and then thinking I was just stop right there. I don't know. So um, she rode to John Hopkins Hospital. She did survive the gunshot wound. Um, thank God. But yeah, it's going to be a battle, battle for her being charged with that and what and, and all what happened. You know, I'm like, okay, okay. Um, but in some good news, um, you know, one of the updates that I talked to about before I talked about um, brother Adnan Saeed um, who was charged um, with the murder of Ming Lee, Hung Ming Lee. I hope I'm saying it correctly. I'm probably not, because y'all already know I be talking and talking and talking. But y'all know what I'm talking about. What's up? What's up? What's what? What's what? Right? Um, so, yeah, the state, um, the prosecutor's office um, determined that they are dropping the charges. Remember the last time when I reported on it, he was released. Um, his charges were basically um dismissed i don't know if it was dismissed or whatever the term they call it but basically he was released from jail he was on home monitor um for 30 days um awaiting the state's decision and see if they would move forward with pursuing the case any further and it was determined that nope all charges are dropped um merlin mosby made statements to say that um her team still would move forward and fighting for um the victim's family um, I think it's real unfortunate that back then when it happened, because this brother um, was locked up for 23 years. Now, people are speculating and wondering um, if he will try to go for like, you know, false imprisonment and things like that to be compensated. Um, but it's too early, sources are saying, to determine that or if he is. Um, he hasn't spoken publicly about it. Um, his attorneys and people who support him, support him say they are not ready. It's um, definitely not too early. And you definitely know he is. He is due a whole entire He life. is due a whole bunch of money, right? <laughs> an entire life worth of income. 
23 years. An entire life worth of income. Yes. You know, the sad thing is, is that, you know, when this case first started, I mean, the real sad thing is that he lost so much of his life, but also that the young lady lost her life and that they didn't really investigate it. It's like once he became a suspect, um, and everything oh, was like they, they didn't have the means of doing the testing that they do today. Yeah, they didn't have the means that the testing they did today, but they also used means and um, persecuting him, like the cell phone records or whatever else like that, that they thought that were highly factual and highly, you know, that's what they used to convict him. All of them phone records, his relationship with her. Um, they also thought that he had a motive. Um, to kill her because he was no longer going with her. And well, I, we keep saying they, but it's also that it was a jury that convicted him. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. They, 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 they. But that's what, also, it's that's what the president was on. And then, you know, they used a, lo- a lot about his religion. They used a lot about oh, that. That's what I'm saying. That when I say they, it also sounded like the it was a, a connotation that it was about the prosecutors. Them, oh, no. they, not no. the jury. Okay. Okay, well, thank you for clearing it up because it definitely wasn't just the prosecutors. Yes, he did have a jury trial. Um, his first um trial, I think, was like a hung jury. It was a mistrial or something, and then in the second one, he was convicted. Um, the fact is, he did spend twenty three years in jail. Um, his lawyers are saying that he's not ready to publicly speak about it. He's just enjoying right now. Um, his moments, his per moments of freedom, what a lot of us take for granted, enjoying it with his family. Um, and everything else like that. Hello, Miss Queen T. Hello, how you doing? Thank you for joining me. Just giving some updates, sister. Um, the state has decided not to pursue the charges. Um, with a non-sided. Um, so yeah, he free. I know it feels so surreal to him. I don't. I don't know. I, I can imagine. Just like I said, I can't speak for him. But I could just only speak from how I would feel going through that and being in that experience. 23 years. Um, like my guy voice that comes from the sky, because y'all never see his face, right? But y'all always see him. <laughs> That's money right there, y'all. Uh, but like he was saying, yes, I think he is definitely due um, compensation. I don't know why the sources is saying it's too early um, to talk about it, but I'm just guessing that he would pursue that. If I was him, I would definitely um, pursue that because it's like I was saying, the sad thing was um, that regardless, yes, he was convicted. When we say they, we mean, you know, the jury because he did have a jury trial, um, but it was based on the evidence and the arguments of the state prosecutor um, that got, you know, the jury, convinced the jury that he was guilty. And a lot of the methods that they used were just not right. A lot of them was just not right. Um, yes, and there has been a lot of people in his same situation. Um, that's why I was like talking about it. It's actually got notoriety, um, his case, I think after he was locked up for like 15 years from a podcast, from serial podcast that like brought a delight about his situation. So that definitely was a blessing. I'm glad that they shared um, his story on that platform because look, it brought to that So. He's been fighting for 23 years, um, basically saying he was innocent. I had brung up um, a conversation prior on the show, speaking on how um, in the series, on the HBO series, 
of him, how they had was saying they were going to give him a chance to be released. He just had to acknowledge his guilt um, and he will be released the next year. I think at that time he was already locked up for like 18, 19, like going on 20 years. And he refused it. He said, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. And that just put an even more potent um, thought in my head, like, oh, he's not guilty. He's not guilty because after being in jail that long, so I felt them on both ways, like, you know, after me being in it so long, they've been saying that I've been guilty. Shucks. At first, you know, I was um, joking about it, but not. it's definitely not a joking matter. Like, shit, I would have just said I was guilty to get up out of there. Um, but I definitely felt his position, and I definitely know what it is to be um, accused of something that you not, not do. Like, how many times is me in my regular life I've been accused of saying something or doing something or having a certain attention, um, and it feels really bad. It feels really bad, and you be trying to um, speak your point, and you're, yeah, it just is a lot to do with that. So, yeah. He is finally free, finally free at the 23 years, finally free. Blessings, blessings to him. So keep your eyes and your ears open because that's one of the what's and the what's. And in a while, yeah, the city is ready had to definitely pay him his money, pay him his money. Yes, Queen, Miss Queen T, just to piggyback on your comment. Yes, it happens to so many people. We know that so many people are um, locked up who are innocent. I know people always say everybody locked up, say they innocent. Um, but we know the ways of the land and that whole justice system um, that's kind of been against, you know, black color people are the same. Um, like I was saying, um, piggying back off of Moni's comments too and saying that it was a jury. Um, it was a whole bunch of information, you know, just on how the prosecutors, prosecutors carried the whole case. Like they did a whole bunch of shady stuff and a lot of the stuff um, they wanted to make it seem like, you know, a guy of his um, ethnic background or whatever. I was like, that would do this. So they did a lot about his race, a lot about his heritage and everything else like that, just bringing those things up. The same things that, you know, they do to us as Black folks, you know, generally, um, if you're Black or whatever else like that, and there's certain things, you know, they can say it in a way that people typically will believe that you did it, that you did it just because you're Black. And a lot of times, um, that's not the case. You know, they put us all in one boat in one stereotype. So they definitely played on that. They played on... Um, the phone records that they say that were definitely no good, no good. Um, but in the statement, Marlon Mosley say basically the charges were dropped because they did do DNA um, evidence that was found on the scene. Um, I think they checked her skirt, her all her clothes and her shoes, even though none of the DNA was found on her clothing. DNA was found on her shoes that did not match um, Mr. Saeed so that is eventually what brought the state's decision to say that they were not going to pursue it any further. Um, so as soon as this information came out, the box was released off his leg. He has no restrictions, no restrictions. Oh my goodness, 23 years? Goodness gracious, they changed the cell phone every year. They, they doing everything. Oh my goodness. So yes, I think he certainly should be compensated because there's a whole bunch of catching up to do, a whole bunch of opportunities that he may have missed. Um, 
his mental state, I'm sure, is damaged. Well, not only that. <clears throat> Just all of that. Go ahead, go ahead, come on through and talk to me. I, I, like, I, I don't know what he did in prison, but right at this point, at, right now, he has no job experience. None. He has no potential revenue streams besides what he's probably getting from the media attention and yeah. what they might pay him for his story or his interview, because that's right. going to be a big gift. Whoever gets that interview, I wish we could get it, but whoever gets that interview will be, you know, will pay him. Yes, I wish I could get it. I got some work to do. Yeah, Um, (laughs) he has no income coming in. So, yes, he is due 23 years worth of a salary that he could have had to potentially earn growing, you know, growing up into his life. Yes. Yes, I agree. 23 years. So you know it's going to go in front of the city board of estimates. They're going to approve it. They approve them all. It's not like they, because once you get your rounds to have it done, it's nothing they can say, oh, we're not going to give you this much money. They can't even say that. You are he is due. They can't. And see, and then like I was saying, just like one of the other sad points is that, you know, they just went here with this lead. They never follow any other lead, you know, excluding any other other suspects or whatever. It's like once they locked on to him, like that was it. And they was going to make him guilty. And that was it. And that's what happened. It's like, that's why it's just like, it's so unfortunate um, because, you know, someone got away with murder. And it, it wasn't him, but someone got away with murder. Of course, Marilyn Mosby is saying that her team will pursue justice um, for the agree with you like 23 fact, years um, later. I do agree with you in, in the fact that he, you know, what they did with the case, was, some of it was, you know, some of it was wrong, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, again, they can't convict you. Only the jury can. So they sold their case. Yeah, they the did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they so, did. And a lot of people are saying is that, you know, the way that they sold it had a lot to do with, um, you know, the racial tensions that was going on back then um, between, you know, like the Chinese um, migrants, you know, store owners and stuff like that. Like it was a lot of stuff. I'm going on back then, you know, like when this happened. The one thing that I never understood, and I think it was because of where she died, is why this was a city case in the first place. Because they were they lived in Whitlock. Right. Whitlock is the county. This wasn't a county case. This became a city case because of where she died. Right. They found um, it in the park. In Lincoln Park. Right. Right. So that's what, you know, that was kind of weird to me, too, because they were both, both of them were Whitlock residents. And but where she died, considered it a city case. Um, that's all I was saying. That's what I was getting at. I just didn't. I, I never understood that. But and now that I realized that it was because of where she, her body was found, is why it became a city case. Right. I believe it was found in Lincoln Park, and they found her vehicle. Yeah, you know, which is the city county Park. line. And mm-hmm. then they all they went to Woodlawn as well. So, right, but that's what I'm saying. But Lincoln Park is the city county line, so right. if the body was over the line of the city. That's why it became a city case. Right. Where they, where they found my body. And when I first brought it up and was talking about it, whatever, you know, I was encouraged people to look at that HBO um, documentary. It was really interesting. Definitely gave you a whole bunch of insight on the case. So um, if you want to, you know, see some of that information, I mean, they they went through all of that. Where her body was found. Mm-hmm. Um, just like I said, all the evidence that it was collecting the witnesses and everything else like that. So it was very, very, very interesting. But it's a good day, I guess, um, in the justice system for that brother. Because 23 years, um, I just now spoke of the brother, Willie Spence, um, who was the American Idol 
um, contestant who passed away at the age of 23. So that was like his whole life. His whole life. He's yeah. in prison. You, so in you know, I know family. one ain't got nothing to do with the other, but just to think of, you know, the accomplishments of that young brother and why I was giving, um, you know, my condolences to him. I'm just putting it back in the retrospect of really thinking about it and how long that really is. Like 23 years, baby. I can't do a day. I can't do a day. I'm telling you. <laughs> and I didn't had to do <laughs> I didn't had to do a day. I ain't never been in the prison all of a sudden. So it's just like a day and I guess what the lock up mm -hmm. um, or whatever in the processing center or whatever else like that. But uh, imagine 23 years knowing you didn't do something. Stuck, combined, crying out for somebody, crying out for somebody to help. Baby, if that's not faith, and that's not faith, he was not going to admit his guilt. And look at that. Look at God. Look at God. He is finally free. He is finally free. So I seen that his lawyers were also talking about that they're already working um, to clear up his record as well. Because that's like, how, yeah, that was the other part I was going yeah, to say. Yeah, they working to record, clean up his so record as well. Because y even though you know it's illegal to use your criminal record anymore as your as a reference to not hiring someone, but I still you know they, it does come up after you're hired in your background check, it does come up. And that is grounds, depending on what the charge was, it's still grounds for termination. It's not yeah. grounds. It's not. It's illegal to hire. You can't hire, not hire somebody because of their criminal record. Right, but, but you, you can, can let them go. One because of their criminal record. Right. And how many times we see that happen? I mean, I know a lot of good brothers that be so happy. Um, you know, they get their jobs, and then you know, a week thirty days later, they're like, yeah, they had to let me go because I had this shot. I'm like, wow. Um, so yeah, so they're working to clear up his record because just like how you were saying, no work experience. Um, yeah, I, I, I couldn't even imagine what he would want to do. Um, I don't know. Um, what aspirations, what career? Saying probably about this time next year, he will probably have fifteen different businesses open with the money he's going to get from Baltimore City. <laughs> yes, and I hope he do. And I also, I, I feel like he's going to use this 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 opportunity and this you know, this tragedy, whatever that happens in his life to become some type of advocate, you know, for social. I don't know if he probably studied, I'm pretty sure being in the prison, sure. he probably studied something in, in school, in, in while in class, sure. he probably studied something. So he probably has a couple, if not right. one, probably several certifications in something, because that's right. what they offer you in prison for when you get out. Right. Um, but what we don't know, but no. I'm sure he does. So getting a job, again, I, I probably, you know, I preface this by saying because of all this media attention, getting a job probably wouldn't be an issue. Right. But should he have to work? He shouldn't have to because y'all owe him 23 years of salary. Yes. 23 years, money. Woo. Goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. Yes. And just like I was saying, you know, even in the documentary or just, you know, following this whole case and just following um, him, I don't know, you know, what career aspirations he had or what he wanted to be or, you know, anything else like that. But, oh, it will be so powerful. And I'm sure um, that he's going to use this experience, like I said, to advocate for something in social change, something within the justice system. Um, his face would definitely be powerful um, on the thing for as like, um, proven innocence, you know, the, the people that helped him, like for the Innocent Act and everything else like that, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be reaching out to him to um, offer him opportunities 
um, you know, to join them in this continuing to fight. I'm sure. I'm sure. So you're absolutely right. I, I only can imagine what job he could work, you know what I mean, or what job he would want to because it's a whole bunch of catching up to do. I mean, not even on that, like the how to use a cell phone, how to use a computer. So much has changed. I'm pretty sure he had a cell phone. They so much him. has changed. Oh, they yeah. Got him. They got him <laughs> what did you say? He said, stop playing. He was locked yeah, up in the state of Maryland. The cell phone. They got those. <laughs> he said, stop playing. He was locked up in the state of Maryland. He had Yeah, definitely. He had, he had <laughs> Oh my goodness! Wow, Miss Queen T. Um, she was saying that her see, Sunday- I, mean, I don't mean to change the subject because since we talked about prison, did you see that they just thought, um one of the prisons just started a podcast? No. Yeah, they got a prison podcast. Oh, okay. It's one of the certifications in um for um, communications in prison. Okay. Well, I know they are issuing tablets and everything else like that. Um, different means. Oh, that, yeah, that's that's part of the prison cycle. Uh, for yeah. So you know, which I was happening about because you know I got family members in prison. Um, and so they now got a um, kind of podcast set up like they was at a radio station. I'm talking about like that. What? <laughs> what? I gotta look. I gotta look up there and show a clip. I mean, come on. You know they gonna run down on them. Was well, it legal for them to do that? Because it's, get... it's legal. It's, okay. it's a certification. They okay. were learning a, a trade for out when they get out of prison. So you no, know, it's totally legal. Mm. Go ahead now, good brothers. Look, if y'all see me and one of us of that, come on, come on and be a guest on the show. Tell us what the purpose of your podcast is and what y'all doing or whatever. I'm sure it has a lot to do with prison, um, and jail life, and probably you know. It, it is um so it's in Denver, Colorado. Okay. It's the um it's called the statewide prison radio station. So it's a radio station, not even just a podcast, it's a radio station. Statewide State prison wide. radio station in the Limon Correctional Facility. Right now. And one of their on-air hosts has been in prison for three decades. And that's 30 years. And he's one of 14 inmates selected across four prisons to DJ and produce shows on the radio station. Yep. And they launched, they launched this, this just this March, this past March. Oh, wow. I got to look into that and try to get on there mm-hmm. or get them on here. That's, 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 I mean, that's awesome. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's awesome, whatever, because I know they had changed a whole bunch. Um, and not letting them, you know, go to schools and stuff like that for certain degrees and different things like that. So when you think of Hanan Saeed, who has been locked up um, all these years, um, innocent, and how we acknowledge so many other people um, going through that same thing, you know, it's good that, you know, they get to do something that they desire or have a compassion for. And podcasting and real schools and definitely that is definitely it. Um, so yeah, it's a blessing that they getting to stay up with the times. I'm over here in my comments um, with one of my faithful, faithful viewers and listeners, Miss Queen T. Um, she was saying that her son just had that same um, experience and he only had one thing on his record. I guess she was referring to when I'm saying um, how many people we know get hired. They'll hire them and within, you know, 30 to 60 days within that probationary period, they are letting them go um, because of that record. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's messed up. So his lawyers are working to clear his record. So hopefully whatever job he reviewed, that won't hold him back. 
Um, but my thought and my feelings is that people are going to be reaching out to him. Are going to be reaching oh, definitely out to him. for the interview. I, I'm, I'm yes, definitely. Gail King, she's probably going to get it first. Who is that? Gail King, she's oh, probably yeah, going to interview okay. first. Um, and then I can see him going to see Don Lemon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a whole slew of radio. Of course, he's probably gonna hit up the Breakfast Club just for the hood, hood attention. Right, right, right. <laughs> but look, sources be saying, "Don't go on Fox 45. <laughs> I don't think they can afford them. They say, they say, "Don't go on Fox because they won't put." But you know what else is crazy too? I want to piggyback on this too because you know, um, I think that this was a great thing that State Attorney Mosby did. Um, and a lot of people are saying that she did it to try to, you know, um, sure as a, like a, a, a spec, a, something like she wanted to do it to try to defer all the eyes on her about this case to leave the state. Oh, what does that matter? She's no longer, she will no longer be yeah, trying to, yeah. trying to leave it so she could be in a good image or whatever else like that. And I say the opposite. I believe that. Um, it may have been something that she wanted to pursue before, but because of all of this stuff that she has going on, um, while her cases or whatever, I, I, I think she kind of held it back. Um, so it wouldn't affect it, you know. So like I'm on the other side I of mean, it. Her like, case is still not ha- I mean, it still hasn't happened. This is no, it still hasn't happened. That's what I'm saying. Um, this is before her case. So right, but they say that she tried to bring it out happened. during her case to make it seem like you know to get oh, like that. To be feeling her like, and um <laughs> annoying out, she could sway her jury to not Yeah, that she that she doing good things and everything else like that, whatever. Um, but no, I think it's probably something she been wanting to do, but of course, you know, she got she have a lot on her plate with not only the business of the state and prosecuting, but then also, you know, all of the stuff that you know they've been here hurting her since she's been in there for real. Um, so I believe, you know, my thoughts is on the other side of it that no, I don't think that she brought it up to try to leave as a state and try to put like a, a good light on her and say, Oh yeah, this is something good that Marilyn Mosley did. Asking people um, to pinpoint to me what she's done wrong. Yeah, what? Why is she point done wrong? One thing she's done wrong. And then even in this case, that's what I'm saying. Like it's some stuff is like no matter what the sister do, they just gonna always bring it to make it seem like she had an ill intention and her doing it. That, that's what want her, the reason like. why she's being put out of office is because they want her to be out in a police uniform fighting crime. And that's not that's her it. job. That's what they want her to do. That's not they, her job. And they, and they ain't want her to mess with the police who um, commit crime. What she's supposed to do, her job. Right. She's the prosecutor of everybody, not just... No, they, they ain't want that. That that was done from day one. And then especially when she was putting things in the process and say, yeah, I know that these people is being harassed. These black people and these brown people in Baltimore City, y'all can keep on going, locking them up if you want to, but I'm not pursuing that. I'm not persecuting. I'm not doing that. You know, these petty weed charges, these petty, you know, all of that stuff. Um, Trifla, I'm not, I ain't dealing with that. I ain't dealing with all that petty crime. And they ain't like it because that was getting no money and they was able to lock us up and to cost us and everything else and send us to jail for the most frivolous, the weakest shit. And they ain't like it. That's what it was. They went, when, when she came in, they weren't feeling them petty quotas. They really had to do work. You're not going to keep on using what y'all been using to just you know, mess with people. Oh, I smell weed. 
mess with people and find the crumb of paraphernalia or whatever else like that and then rack them up with 10, 15 charges, um, possession, um, attempt to distribute and some more shit. You can have one bag. And they was doing all of that, a blunt, a joint. They were smelling it and locking you up. They was pulling you over saying you smell like it and locking you up. They was pulling brothers and sisters up saying, show me your ID. And if you didn't display it, they was locking you up. Yeah, she wanted for none of that. When she got up in there, she said, okay, y'all can play if y'all want to, but I'm not, my office is not pursuing that. And they and that really, really pissed them off. So that from day one, like I say, it was a, it was a witch hunt. It was a head hunt, whatever you want to call it for this lady. And that's not denying that. That is not. And that's why I wanted to bring up, hey, Mike, blessings. Yeah, Mike, you know, I love you always coming through. Thank you. You love the topics. We was giving some updates. Gave them updates on Trump. Mm-hmm. The Supreme Court is not getting in the middle of that. No, they told the Department of Justice to go ahead and pursue the case. I also gave condolences out for Willie Spence, the American Idol, um, who died once he um, was involved in an accident. He actually read into a tractor trailer. Um, so we just was talking about because it was his 23-life um, um, that was ended so shortly. And then that's how I got to referencing, also giving my update about Anon Saeed, um, who the state's attorney office who has decided not to pursue any charges. Charges fully dropped. He's a free man, um, things of that nature. And then I just was bringing up just basically um, this witch hunt on Merlin Mosby and what some sources who have always um, just talked down on her was saying. And basically they was just saying, that, oh, she just did that. They try to put herself in a good light so, you know, people can feel sorry for her and she can look like, you know, she did something like it was something strategically she did for a positive outcome for herself and not Brother Saeed, which I totally, totally, totally um, disagree with. Yes, yes, yes. Please share my show. Mike, everybody share my show. Everybody who's looking, but I'm um, listening. Miss Queen T. Yes, yes, yes. That's my good cousin. Everybody on here is fam. You know, when you come through to the You Better Live radio show, you is definitely, definitely family. Please like, share, and comment like y'all doing. Show me the love. Um, encourage people to go to the page of You Better Live to like it. All of that, tell them to join me on Thursday. If they're not here every Thursday, because I'm going to keep showing up for myself. <laughs> I'm going to keep on showing up. Um, but everybody who come here on Thursdays, um, just like I said, send me topics. You can reach out directly through the BeExposedRadio.com. Inquire to be a guest. If you're one of my Facebook listeners and viewing, yeah, you can get up on here. Let the people see your face. Come through and talk to me. Um, you also can call. You know, the phone lines are always open. I love reading your comments but it's also more impactful when you can speak them for yourself. Um, that number is 443-642-9403. So yes, like, subscribe, and share always. Go ahead and pin it on out to the what you think, to the masses, to the masses, honey, to the masses. Go ahead and pin it on out. We also talked about um, some things that had just now happened um, with the young brother, 17 years old, who was being pursued by the police who died from his injuries in a car incident. It wasn't really no real information on it. We just was talking about the disparities of how they um, 
you know, things like this happen in an investigation. Turn that down, sweetheart. Look, y'all know y'all hear that distraction up in my back room. <laughs> um, that was somebody else's little uh, tablet, my little fly guy job. But I'm like, hold on, buddy, I can't hear. I'm hot up in here. Y'all probably can see the sweat. I know I got my bang in my ponytail. Y'all tired of seeing it. Um, so am I. It's almost time for me to dye my hair, baby. Um, but I had shared with somebody some personal stuff. I was leaning, had my head down one time. And um, snatched them out. So, like, under this on the front, baby, I am bald. I ain't showing y'all, but that's why I've been rocking my dude. I've been rocking my dude. Um, <laughs> um, but look, it's funny because, look, <laughs> one of the fab just made a comment. And the first thing he started out was, it's funny. Y'all know I'm funny, y'all. Y'all know I'm going to tell y'all about myself. Y'all know I'm going to talk the talk, the what the what's, and I'm going to let y'all know what's up, what's up, not only with your news and our views, but what's up with me. That's part of being on here and talking to y'all and encouraging that you better live movement. Yes, indeed. Mike say it's funny how they never had a problem with her until she charged those officers. No, it ain't funny. It's real. Oh, they been had a problem. First of all, they been had a problem when she got up in there. From the door, from the door on just what her, what her, like, what do you call it? Like, what her goals were. So they knew about all that. They didn't want her voted up in there. No, they didn't. No, they did not. They was against her. Remember before all that? I remember the ads. They were saying all types of stuff. So they've been calling her a liar. They've been saying all this other stuff about her before she even got up in the office. But yes, it is funny. And, and that just made it even worse for her. Like once she did her job and she put out them charges when they killed brother Freddie Gray, they've been on ever since, excuse me, ever since, ever since. It was like the audacity of her, the audacity of her to talking about she ain't going just pursuing these cases or nothing. Then she going to press charges on the police officer. This was a black boy from the project. So what? And that's how they was carrying it. Oh, he tried to run. Oh, he had a knife. Remember all that shit they was putting on Freddie Gray? Like, he really did something that day? Because he really ain't do nothing. Like, yeah, he ran. Yeah, they had to pursue him. But that shit was out of fear. Because we already know he was already being accosted. So guess what? He probably doing shit. They gonna catch me. Rough me up. He already knew it was coming. We already know. I'm from the streets. And how many times I used to be when I was out in the streets and in that world and doing certain things. Um, and a lot of times I wasn't doing nothing, but I had a natural fear of them because how many times I've been seeing them fuck somebody up or do illegal stuff or want to lock you up for nothing or charge you with a crime that you certainly did not do and make it up. And you could go to jail for that. The same thing that happened to Brother Saeed, even though, you know, that's a more, you know, murder and all that other stuff like that. But yeah, they 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 do that here, right here, Baltimore City. So how many times when I used to be a youngster out hanging in the project, sitting out, ain't doing nothing, probably doing a little bit with they from the little, sitting on steps, swimming the blood, just sitting there. You know, we chilling, sitting there and the police come and all us run. How many times? All us run. And the first time I remember police even asked me, what if you ain't do nothing, why you run? Guess what I'm saying? Because I was scared. And that's 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 real. And that's real bill. The trauma from growing up in this environment, seeing the police harassing the car so many people, I was scared. Yes. I still have 
have a little bit of anxiety if I'm pulled over by the police. From the stuff that's going on now, like all of this stuff been going on, we know that as a people. But it's just recently been televised. I mean, even back with Rodney King, when he was beat up by the police, that was like one of the first moments I can remember of something being televised of actually, you know, them being able to see police brutality. You know what I'm saying? And everything that came from that. So that's what I'm just saying. Like, in these situations, like, you you have to be heard, y'all. You have to be heard. Y'all know the election is coming up November the 8th. Vote. Don't let nobody tell you your vote don't count because it did. Because if you ain't voting, if you ain't getting out there and you ain't trying to be informed, a lot of these issues, you really can't speak on, you really can't say nothing. If these things are affecting you, you have to go out and vote. Get involved. Get to know. I just now have pulled up all of the question, um, all of the questions and stuff like that that's going to be on the ballot. And one of them, I'm going to talk about that too a little later on in the show because one of them that really caught my eye, I think it was like question D or whatever, I was like, that was like establishing the Baltimore City Police Department and um, allowing the police commission to be over to it. But it's not a whole bunch of details on that question. That like, that's all it say, like all the others. Of course, they got the norms on the norms on there for the structures and everything else like that. And then I also seen one they got on there um, for Dante Boxdale, um, the brother who worked Safe Streets, who was killed. Um, and for like scholarships and stuff like that and continue like training and stuff like that. I'm gonna speak on specifically um, a little bit later guys because I got them, but I wanted to bring some of them out because when we go out to voting too, you also have to pay attention to what you voting for. What you voting for, read into it. Don't keep on voting for these people just because you know them or popularity or whatever else like that. One of the other ones that I seen on there that was really interesting too was developing a term for city officials where they couldn't serve past a certain term. I think it was like a two-digit term. Like they couldn't serve for more than eight years within a 12-year span. So that would be like the mayor, the city controller and things like that, which I think it's necessary, even though I know those tasks and being in those positions take a lot of work. And once you get in there, you have your way, you have your little system, um, it can really be effective um, for you, you know, I, I know what lies behind that, you know, me leaving what someone I guess would consider a, a corporate job, like I was out there on the streets, but I did a lot of the the, the behind the scenes, you know, a lot of the, the meetings and a lot of the emails and, you know, the, the structure of it. I was a program coordinator, I was assistant director, um, so I understand the work of that, and I know sometimes once you got somebody in there that gets it, um, it's beneficial for you for, you know, your company or whatever that, you know, they are representing because they get it and, you know, the training and having the, you know, and stuff like that. But I think it's necessary for the city because a lot of times people get in there and they get stagnated. They get stagnated, they get clicks, they click up, they get friends. Um, they can have a different position on something, but then they'll go along with the majority. Um you know, it's it supposed to be business, but then it'd be a lot of personal stuff. You shouldn't say this. Oh, you're not voting for me. or you're not supporting my district um, and all the other crazy stuff. So, yeah, Mike, it, it, it's funny that they had more of a problem with her. So, brother, I agree with you. Yes, they definitely was not feeling her when she brought them charges on that police officer. But they wasn't feeling her, period, because they did not like her philosophy or 
how she was going to carry it as the state's prosecutor. So they didn't like that from the beginning. Remember that. They, Baltimore City Police, question. everybody else like that, they, they stuck in their ways. Well, I can't wait till you get there because I'm against that question. What? You against what question? Uh, question H on Baltimore City Police Department. So it's question see? H is, see? Yeah, I'm going to run them down. For the purpose of establishing a Baltimore City, a Baltimore City Police Department, yes. the head of which is the police commissioner. commissioner. Oh, no. That he has no one to answer to. No, you no continue one. to answer to the mayor. No. Nobody. Forget nobody the question. Yes, nobody. Him got to answer fired, to He needs to be fired and fired by the mayor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't even know who put that question, who even signed a, a paper to put that question on the ballot. Oh, yeah. There's they nothing be wrong to with the, the hierarchy. There's nothing wrong with the hierarchy. Giving that police commissioner the ability to take control of that Baltimore City Police Department means that right. they do and continue to do whatever the hell they want to. And that is not happening. No. They be throwing stuff in there. And why I say that it caught my attention, Moni, is because if you really go in there, like, like I tell people, you can Google it, go in there and say, question A, November 8th ballot, uh, November 8th election ballot questions, right? That's what yeah, I mean. It's question H. It pulled H all of them up. It pulled them up for all of the counties. So not only the ones that's going to be on our ballots for Baltimore City, but it pulls them everything up for all the counties from Allegheny all the way down. You hear me? Giving the police commissioner full control over, over uh, BPD does nothing but give the police complete authority. Mm. Mm. Which no. is questionable. But why it was really questionable, Moni, the point that I was trying to make is like when you go in there and you see all the details and stuff and all of the explanations that they put behind all of the rest of the questions that's going to be in the ballot. I mean, like that one, question H, is like two sentences. Well, you can already look at it from this perspective. That's how New York operates. That's how New York City operates, independently oh. of their, of, of their um, leading body, meaning their uh, mayor and their governor. They operate oh, independently no. of them uh, of their bodies. And oh, then they get no. smart and do whatever they want to do and tell their governor and their mayor to go to hell whenever they have the opportunity. And that's not going to be here. That right. They right. need to answer to the public. And so y'all hear that? Both no. Answering to the mayor. Both That's no. what needs. It needs to stay that way. And and I, I please don't let that happen. Uh, so y'all hear that? We promoting vote no. Should, question eight. Police got attitudes now. Oh, uh, uh, wait. All right, let it happen. You ain't gonna be able to tell them nothing, nothing. Let it happen. Mm. Let it happen. You ain't gonna be able to tell them nothing, nothing. So, yeah, y'all have to pay attention to that. November the 8th, the election is coming up. Let me get on to something else that I wanted to update about. I'm not sure if I ever brought it up before on the show so we can get into this in the, in the ballots. Because, like I said, it was a couple of more there. And why I'm always interested on the ballot questions, because a lot of times I used to be saying, it be the same stuff on there. So every election, then they ask them for the same money that be millions of dollars. And I'm like, what did they do to the structure? Um, I remember I used to always say, I used to always see the um, B&O Railroad on there, um, the thing about the streets and all this other stuff. And I'd be like, and it'd be millions of dollars, y'all. Like, um, on one of them, they asked in the ball, like, 72 million. Yeah, I'm going to get into that. But I just wanted to make um announcement about this, too, because if anybody knows me, know that I am scared. I'm frightened of roller coasters and rides. Now, I go to an amusement park, but I'm your bag lady. Yeah, bad lady. That's me. 
that will be the girl. If you need me to hold your possessions and everything, I was like, that's what I'm doing. You know, I go for the experience. I'll get on some little wise, you know, like when I was at Six Flag, I think I got on the boat that goes up and splashed through the water, but guess what? Still scared out of my mind, heart, whatever, in my throat and my feet. Um, bounce both ways. I'm just never been a ride person. My oldest son neither. Um, but my two youngest, they are thrill seekers. My daughter, she love it. I don't know where she get it from. Um, I remember her being little and crying because she was too short to get on rides. But roller coasters, she do her thing. I'd be impressed. Um, but speaking of that, like I never was a person on rides. Like I just be like, oh no, I can't trust that. People be like, how can you ride on an airplane? And different stuff like that, but you're scared of a roller coaster. But I'm like, yeah, the, uh, the the airplane ain't intentionally throwing me on these loops and on this metal and these spins and these dips or whatever. So guess what? It just ain't my thing. If I go to a music park, I'm going to stay in the water. Um, and hold your bags. I told you I'm your girl. And guess what? I'm available for hire. Anything. <laughs> I'm a helper. So if you need tempers to help you, holler at your girl. I'm open. Um, for different streams of income right now. Yes, indeed. Uh, um, but yes, um, and Lord Orlando um, Slingshot has announced that they are closing down the ride. Um, that was an Icon Park, which is the Orlando Tours District, um, not far from Disney World in Orlando. Um, back um, several months ago, almost seven months ago, a 14-year-old Tyree Sampson um, who was an inspired, inspiring professional football player. Um, and his family definitely say that he was on his way. He had a lot of scouts looking at him, um, a lot of people viewing him and everything already for college. Already, already. He was only 14 years old, stood six foot two at um, 380 pounds. So, yes, um, naturally born beast. Um, and they were saying he was on his way to be a football star. Um, he went to this attraction, which was a free fall ride, um, the Orlando free fall ride. And he got on a ride and his ride came down. He fell from the ride and was tragically killed. Um, the cause of his death was, death was blunt force trauma. Very, very tragic. Um, wow. I can just imagine anybody who was there who witnessed it. Um, but I remember firsthand about this and I mean, like my heart literally sunk, um, because I'm like, oh my goodness. Wow. To imagine you've been on a ride and thrown from this ride up in the air, um, is a free file ride, um, that actually st stands taller than the Statue of Liberty. Um, it drops people at 400 feet at 70 miles per hour. Um, so this young man went on a ride, um, and was thrown from the ride. Um, as it was coming down. Um, the people responsible for putting the ride up have made a decision seven months later to take the ride down. Um, the park um, that was uh, making space available for the Orlando Slingshot um, to um, lease their space was Icon Park, and they definitely agree with the decision. Um, Slingshot, Orlando Slingshot is um, supposed to be opening up a scholarship in the name of Tyree Sampson. Um, they're working out, I guess, all the information with the family um, and everything else like that, which I think is awesome that they do that. Um, but this ride um, would usually consist of a harness that goes over your head, as well as the seatbelt only had the harness portion. So it was no seatbelts. 
um, on his ride. And the sad thing is, is the ad seatbelt, um, what people are saying definitely um, would have saved his life because he would have been seatbelted in, not only with this harness over top of him. So even if that would have malfunctioned, he still would have been um, held in place with the seatbelt, would have only cost the ride produces $660 to add the seatbelt. So I'm not sure why they decided not to add the seatbelts um, for safety. Um, but yeah, they're taking a ride down. I think it was a good decision. I brought it up um, just to send, um, again, condolences to his family and to his friends because that is also tragic. Um, and to be in an area and to see this ride and to constantly be remembered his father had made a statement and saying to constantly be remembered um, that that's how your son tragically lost his life um, was a nightmare um, for him. And I'm, I'm sure it was. Um, but yeah, they taking it down. That's a good thing. The ride had just opened in December of 2021. So it wasn't open uh, for a long time before this tragedy happened um, to the young brother. But yes. 400 feet coming down at 70 miles an hour, he was thrown um, from the ride. So um, they saying that he was not um, made aware of um, any type of malfunctions that could possibly happen because of his size. Um, but nevertheless, it's a strategy. Like he fell from his ride, going out to have a good time. Imagine going to the amusement park and being thrown from the ride. So it really touched me. I remember when it came out, my heart sank. I remember even crying, um, just thinking about, you know, my fear, my anxiety that I had for rides. And I'm like, see, that's why I don't mess with no rides, baby. Um, I remember one time an experience with someone, I went to the music park. They was paying me to get in rides, and which I complied to. Now, this was back in my 20s or whatever, and which I complied to. But I remember um, probably like the second ride I got on got stuck. And I was like, see, I told y'all we was up in the end. I remember being stuck on my side. Um, because I was getting the money and all the rides I was going on, I was closing my eyes. I was like this through the whole ride. <laughs> and um, even when I got older and went to the musical park with my daughter, who is a rider rider, um, I remember a couple of rides she wouldn't be able to get on unless I got on with her. Oh my goodness. And I had to sit on the outside, and that's how I rode the whole ride. And I just remember her laughing. My, open your eyes, open your eyes, or whatever, laughing. She thought it was hilarious that I was so scared, but it was real. Like, no, I do not. So bless y'all and all the roller coaster riders and all that. It's not in me. It's not in me. It's not in me. Um, but I agree. They should have took this ride down after such a tragedy happened. And I mean, even people who are not scared of it or had any type of feel or anxiety as um full rides like myself even if i didn't like who would want to get on that after knowing that that happened who would want to get on that right there who who not me like the little brother be saying on uh, social media i love his little clips i had to bring over here for this time but yeah not me i would not so i'm sure um yeah it it, it just came out december 20 21 and it didn't even last a year they shutting it down and rightfully so um because it caused the tragic death of the 14 year old Tyree Samson who had a whole life ahead of him just going out going to enjoy himself um this happened at the Lawrence Tours District 
I'm not too far from Disney World, so yeah. So I don't know if he was up there celebrating, going out with friends or whatever, family or however, but yeah, tragic, 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 tragic. Okay, so look, we in the last hour of the show, and just like I was saying, I definitely have to bring up the stuff about the election. Yes, November the 8th is the election. I'm definitely certified to register you to vote. If you're not registered to vote, register to vote. I also encourage people to, it's only like a, like a 15 minute training um, to go down there to be able to sign people up and um, register people to vote. So you go down there, they train you on the which name, show you the form or whatever like that, and you'd be good to go. It's not hard. It's not no special requirements. You just have to be a resident and you can do it. You can set it up. Um, I used to like to go uh, when I first got it because nobody couldn't tell me I couldn't do nothing. What? I can first be a rope. So I remember um, I also had worked as like judges and stuff and that stuff before too. But I remember always wanting to go to community events and encourage people to vote because just like in my personal life or around, you know, friends or family or whatever, so that you would be amazed on how many discussions I had with people. And how many people like, oh, I ain't voting, bro. I don't do nothing anyway. But vote for what? We such and such and such. And I used to be like, no, you still got vote because what you don't understand, when you don't vote, that's still a vote. That's still a vote. When you vote, when you don't vote for what you want to see happen, it's like you voting for what's already happening that you don't want to happen anyway, if you get what I'm saying. Like, that's how I used to be feeling. Like, even when, you know, like Trump and everything was like, you know, the president, I was like, oh, no, I'm going to vote. I would have voted more than once if I could, even though, you know, that's illegal. But I would have. But in my mind, I'd be like, no, what if it's one vote off? Like, I remember <laughs> being at um, work, and I think I had worked as, like, an election judge or something like that, that election. Yeah, I did. I did. I was down by um, Perkins Projects in Somerset. Um, school or something. Somerset, it's a school, something named down there. But I was right there. I remember being in there and I was like, no, I gotta, like, I didn't get to vote or I, before I had to be on my my duty or whatever else like that, I was like, no, I'm going to vote. Oh, they're going to let me leave. I got to go over here to my district. I have to vote. No, 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 no. Because if I don't vote, he won't get in there. Like, that's how I be feeling. And that's how I need y'all to feel and to come through. So we had already brought it up a little bit. Yes. On election November the 8th, get out and vote. This is going to decide our governor, our governor, our controller, all of that, right? And there's some questions that's on the ballot. Yes, questions that run from A to H. Let's get into some of them. Marnie wanted to get into that question H. He was already talking about that he's not with it. He's against it. So am I. Um, it was just a little bit questioning to me because when you pull it up and you see all of these um, questions, it's what's that? K. Huh? A through K. A through K? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, it is. Look, I'm looking through it now. I did right there. <laughs> but yeah, it's a whole bunch of them. But the one that really stuck in my mind was the question H. Um, that was on it because for all of them, like I said, they usually run it down and have all of these details. But on that one, they don't even explain to you um, what it's about, what it is, exactly what they're trying to be. So like when they do stuff like that to me, it's like they're trying to throw it in there and it's like they're trying to be sneaky about it. 
um, in my opinion. Um, another one was question J, um, for us like the accounts payable, they wanted to start like an accounts payable department that actually will pay the city bills aside from the salary. So I guess all of that is ran under one umbrella, um, but they wanna um, change that. Also what was one that I'm voting for was the I for the Inspector General's Advisory Board. Now on that Inspector General Advisory Board currently is elected officials. Um, so on that advisory board, you know, we have city council members, people that work in different um, city government. Um, but I know that um, one of the things, because I like the Inspector General. I, 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 I like her. She was bringing shit, doing her job, doing her job. See, it's crazy that anybody that get into these positions that come here and bought them a city and be doing their job, people be hating on it. They be saying they want change, but then when someone get in there to shake shit up, they try to change it then they don't like them, but I like them. She was pulling stuff out when she got on her job. She really, really, really got on her job. Um, and she had some feelings about the board and the board having these elected officials. She felt like it was like a somewhat of a conflict of interest because potentially she could be investigating some of these officials who are on the board because that's her job is to inspect the operations and the business and everything else like that of the city. So she was like, it, it's like a conflict because if I had to investigate you for some misconduct or misappropriation of funds or however you, and you're sitting on the board, yeah. So that was something that she brought up. So pay attention to that question. That's question I to produce an advisory board that is not made up of city officials. Um, I really did. We was talking about the H, the Baltimore City Department, to be had by the police commissioner. Uh, Marnie was bringing out, that's kind of the way that New York system is running, where the police department don't have to answer to anybody. Um, my thing is, this Baltimore City Police Department, we run around, they don't want to answer to anybody anyway, but the fact is, currently they do. So can you imagine them not having to answer to anybody because they already don't want to answer any questions. And that's not saying everybody, I always want to make that clear, clear to say all police are bad, everything, whatever, or all of them do bad things. But the fact is, we know, we know that they are a lot of bad police and we know a lot of them. The thing that can't happen is for the buck, the buck to stop inside of the police department. That's the thing. Yes. Allow the police department to have control over themselves. And they don't. They already out of control. They already out of control. So that is question. With this amendment, if you put the police commissioner in charge of the police department, he has no one to answer to until okay. there's a big enough problem to make it answerable. Right now, what you have is an elected official, meaning the mayor, that's in charge of the police department. The commissioner is not an elected official. He could be in that department or, or in that position forever. And meaning if he only wants to report to himself, who can fire him? No one. Oh, no. That's not a that's not a possibility here. We fire our commissioners for reasons. Yes. And, and that he needs got a to sweet stay. deal. And he got a sweet deal. 
coming here, baby. Right, and that needs he to be a he he where did this amendment come from? Who who would a hell would actually bring this mm. amendment to the forefront, knowing all the problems we have out of this the police department? Why would we give you the power? Why would we do that? Mm. They snuck that in there. Oh, believe me, I started my fight right now because I didn't know <laughs> that they were going here. <laughs> they snuck that one in there. But just like I was saying, they did. They tried. You get a chance. I got them, though. I got you. Commissioner, because I, I, I hope you were the one behind this, because that means you're trying to get rid of your boss. No, mm. not a happening. Not here. No. See, the FBI don't come here enough to allow that to happen. Yes, no. yes, I agree. I agree. They need somebody overseeing that. Um, no, just like how and they... all the problems that we have in Baltimore City, what makes you think we would mm. give the authority to operate independently? Why would you think that? Jeez. You can't even get crime together and you want to act like you can operate independently so you can start doing whatever the fuck you want to do again? I know. Right. Uh-uh. Sorry. You know they feel like Merlin Mosley getting out of there, so I think they try to sneak it in so right. Like, they can do whatever they want to do. Go back to... I don't, I don't know. I don't know, because, you know, he came up here, he got a sweet deal coming from New Orleans. Um, rerouted his whole life to come up here to be the commissioner. Um, I know he came with a whole bunch of saying what he was going to do, but I don't, I don't know. I'm not a fan. I, I'm not worried about that part, but you still need someone to answer to, and it cannot be yeah. your internal controls that you are answering to. No, not in a position with this this kind of high, this kind of spectacle on it. You can't be operating by yourself. This ain't New York. New York was stupid for doing it too. Let not, not, me not get you wrong. Right. shouldn't have did it. Now y'all see what happens when each one of y'all prince, precincts operate independently of themselves and y'all can't do anything about it. And don't have nobody to answer to. And have nobody to answer to. And they can't do anything about it. Only thing they can do is submit a complaint to the police department. What is that doing? How is that working out for you, New York? Mm. And it ain't going to work for Baltimore City. So that's question H. I'm bringing it up because election day is 11. It's definitely not going to work here. Oh, I'm surprised it's even eight. legally possible, seeing as though this is not a, uh, this is actually a, what is, uh, I forgot, I'm trying to look for the word. This is a municipality. Mm. I'm actually going to look into the legality of that because... Mm, we operate off of elected officials. Right. Our government is of elected officials. And the police commissioner is one position that is not an elected official. He's not. It is a contract position. Right. He's entering. And again, you can be there for decades in a contract position leading one agency any way you want to. I mean, just think of all the TV shows that y'all seen that has that ability where all of the uh, independence of those police stations gone wrong. Right. Think about it and put that in the shoes of Baltimore and how these police act. Some of them, some of them act in your face, mm. knowing that they work for you mm. and don't give a damn that they're supposed to be working for you. Curse you, all of that. <laughs> you. you have no recourse because once it's done, it's done. They they try to sneak that up in there. But just like I was saying, my whole point was that even when they snuck it in there, like when you look at this information on all these ballot questions, that's how I know that they try to 
you know, just like sneak it in there. Like it's no information in it. I'm, I'm literally telling you what the question is about. That's literally just all that's stated. Saying developing the Baltimore City Police Department to operate under however they have a world the police commissioner. That's it. It don't say nothing. On the rest of them, it have under there the details or you know what exactly does it consist of or what does that mean? On this one, they don't have any information. So that's why it's my pleasure to bring it to the floor. <laughs> to get to know this is your news, albums and like, yeah, like, no. I'm not exactly sure, Mike. I'm looking at Mike, how long he's been a commissioner. I'm not exactly sure um, exactly how long he has been a commissioner. Um, but not that long. I'm, I'm thinking probably what, like two years? If that, probably three. Because I remember he was just coming in before COVID. He's been commissioner since uh, March of 2019. 2019. So he's officially been in there, what, three years now? Three years. Going on four. Yeah, um, three years. Mm -hmm. He's been in there for three years now. He's been in there for three years. No, no. Absolutely not. When somebody needs to be fired, he needs to be fired by the mayor. He no. needs to be fired. He needs to be fired. Because that's who he's hired by. If the people demand he be fired, we need to be able to hold somebody accountable for when he's not fired, and that would be the mayor. But I think who brought him here? Wasn't that under the reign of Kathleen Poo? I think he got hired under Kathleen Poo. Who's our mayor now? Yes. Yeah. Scott didn't do it. No. Yeah, Scott didn't do it. I think he got hired under Kathleen Poo because I remember it was a it's lot of questions David. about that deal that he got. She, I mean, not David, the guy that was before him. Um, hey, I can't even think of his name. What's his name? Davis? First name Davis? Okay. Oh, the guy that got locked up? No, not hey, him. Guys, I was the one. Getting some charges or something like that, too. No, if it's all right. The white no. Um, I can't remember him. The, the, the guy before him was black. Yes. He was. But he, he ended his 10, like, he was under investigation, too. For some fraud or something like that. Yeah. That was personal. It was it had nothing to do with his position, though. Oh, okay. That's the thing. And that's yeah. why I didn't believe he should have been fired for that. He got fired for it, but it was yeah. his personal business that he was being prosecuted for. But it wasn't even like it was a felony. Right. But he got fired for it anyway because it made the news. Oh, my goodness. But then I also remember, yeah, and when Catherine Crew was bringing him on, because I, I said the police commissioner is not an elected official. He's actually but it was hypocritical. I, I say all that to say it was hypocritical of her to fire him for something that hit the news and then she get prosecuted. Ah, oh, baby. <laughs> don't play with Catherine. Don't play with Catherine. Don't come for her. I can't stand her. Don't come on. I used to, I used to really like her because she used to just be laid back or all like that. But yeah, you know how it is. She ain't do something right with all of that. You know, it, it ain't been too many female mayors or, you know, black people, whatever, that's been in that seat that they haven't um, blackballed or whatever, all like that. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure um, she did some things that wasn't oh so good, but um, it's been there many of them and then it did it. So my issue always be is that when it's us, it's just always a big uproar. When I say us, I'm talking about black people. Um, let's keep it real. But I know, you know, we had black mayors and we've had a lot of black city officials, you know, um, that band, which name? But it's been a lot of other ones. It's been a lot of yikes. 
people up in there too, the YT um, people, and I'm sure all that stealing and all that. Oh yeah, but you know when we do it. I hate that you said it like that. The why? Just Because <laughs> you know that's how they mean you got me in the center. <laughs> the yay people, yes, yes, yes. Um, but anyway, you know, yes, he came. He came aboard the commissioner now under the reign of Catherine Pruitt. And I remember it was really questionable, and that's crazy too, um, because that deal he got, like he was getting like the city was uh, paying his rent. His room and board for so many years, um, his relocation fee. It was just like a whole bunch, like all this other stuff. So I was like, who the hell is he? He like they brought him on board, like he was like celebrity um commissioner, like, oh shit, what he gonna do? They the city doing all this. Um, so that was a little questionable, but then like I you said, it was like contradiction because it's like, damn, Catherine and Putin did all she this and locked up for, for all these shady deals, and she done brought this commissioner over here. And it was just like crazy. Uh, Mike say, what did he do or not do? That's just it. I don't know nothing that he really did. I see him stand on TV when shit happened. And he be standing in different shootings and stuff like that. I see him standing beside the bed and shot trial or whatever. But I don't see him do nothing. I don't see him out there. You know, like a lot of other police commissions. Without, I, don't, I don't know. I don't see him. I don't know what he did. You know something that he did, Mike, what he do or what he did not do? I don't know. I just was really speaking on, like, when he came here, he came here, you know, under the reign of man, um, Catherine Prue, when she was our man. And I remember it was a lot of questions about why the city was looking to pay him so much or why he was getting this vote. Like, why? That 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 was a lot of the questions before when he came in. Um, but the most part of why we bringing it in and we talking about it is that this is on the um the ballot for the November 8th election and that's question H and they want us to vote for the police department to be ranked and operated solely under the police commissioner's belt. So that alone, your comment, what did he do or not do exactly? So what would make them think that he is capable to be able to do this? Like I don't know. They try to sneak it in there. They know Sister Marilyn Mosby is on her way out January 23rd um, to be exact. And to me, it's like they just snuck it on in there. I also had seen something else. What was another one of them questions? And I was like, what? What is this? I can't, I didn't write all of them down, but another one that I was excited to see was um, question G. Um, that's going to be for the Dante Boxdale Career Technology Apprenticeship Fund. Um, and this is a fund to be um, non-exalt and non-collapsing or whatever, I guess, to continue to put funds in this um, for stuff like that, for like um, a continuing non-lapsing fund to promote pre-apprenticeship programs of a workforce development program secondary, in secondary schools and community colleges. Um, and why I was happy to see this, because, you know, I knew Brother Boxdale personally, um, man, him shared the same compassion to uplift um, and advocate for our communities. Um, he did a lot of work with Safe Streets and the Stop Shooting, Start Living um, type of movement. Tragically, his life was taken um, right here in Baltimore City, but that was his passion to um, stop the shooting, to uplift, uplift people, um, have people think in more positive light, to try to communicate. Um, yeah, basically his push was to stop the violence, educate yourself, 
go to work, get off the streets um, where, you know, he was promoting. You may be the front of the streets, but you ain't got to stay there. You can always come back and show the streets love. Um, but it's time for you to use your influence and whatever you're doing to get things moving in a positive light. And that's definitely what he did. Um, so it definitely is good. It makes me feel good um, that a lot of his work was not in vain because he definitely promoted that too. You know, job leads, um, connecting people with different employers. Um, I spoke of my experience too because, you know, he was older than me, probably a generation um, a little bit before me, probably a couple of years. I'm not exactly sure. Um, not that much older, but like in the next generation, um, bef um, before me. And um, I grew up in the projects of Rory Home, Shep Will um, projects. Um, he was down uh, Douglas and everything else like that. And, you know, um, we just was community hood family. Um, you know, we didn't talk a lot, do a lot. Um, I guess, you know, when he was in his ways of the street and me, but, you know, we always seen each other in passing and it always was love. Um, I remember when I was thinking about pursuing a position under that Safe, Safe Streets umbrella with the organization that I was working for, um, for many a years. Um, and I remember walking into a room um, and being the only Black female um, coming in a room um, to speak on some things um, in social justice and, um, you know, I guess, you know, probably when I look, my tone and just my passion, you know, when I be speaking on certain things and I, I'm not going to always agree. Um, I guess professionally, um, I, I'm still trying to work on, you know, my um, mannerisms and, you know, my responses and how I look or how I respond because um, to just keep it real with you, I'm just too black for some people. You know, some people will call it ghetto, but I was just too too black because it's not like I'm going into these spaces or these environments and speaking ignorantly, um, but I'm not speaking how others, there's a lot of times that are in those arena on what is the norm. So I'm speaking and then just like I told you, when you get inside of those arenas, everyone expects you to agree with the masses. So if you are in the environment and, you doing anything with the city or whatever else like that, God forbid you agree because then nobody is really going to be feeling, you know, the same way I did get. <laughs> Sister Merlin Mosby, you know, that's how I was feeling. They not going to be feeling you. You coming in, you not, yes, and you're not going. And then especially if you got questions, they don't like to be questioned. They like whatever they say go, and that's how it's going to go. You feel me? They don't care what safety um, your safety or whose safety is being jeopardized or whatever. Um, but just getting back to the story. And I remember walking into this room and was going into a meeting and um, I had this type of experience where I was talking, I was voicing my experience and I was questioning it. And I remember brother Dante Bucks. I remember when he seen me first come in the room and showed me big love as if we hang together, um, you know, every day, big love. Oh yeah, what's up? Whatever. I think he was just as proud um, and satisfied to see me in the room because he knew what we were up against. Um, like how I said, speaking of my experience, he knew what we were up against. So I guess when he seen me, it kind of gave him a little bit more confidence too, because he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, I know she coming in here. The talk was really real. She from where I'm from. So that's what that's what it was about, really, you know, in that love and that moment that we shared. Um, and I remember them not feeling me. And I remember 
a side conversation, whatever that I later found out about. But yeah, Tita, Dante brought he vouched for me. Like, no, what's she saying? You know, so I don't know if he agreed and everything that I said, but he definitely felt or whatever way I was coming from. And even in his position that he held and he had to be um, reserved and how he responded. Um, because a lot of times, you know, you got to play these people game, but we ain't playing no games, but people that know, if you know, you know, if you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and I just was really grateful, you know, that he spoke up for me because, you know, like I said, I learned about it later. Um, but somebody else who was in the meeting that wasn't us, that wasn't, they came to me and they said, you know, um, I felt what you were saying, but it made me feel you any more. I mean, even more because of Tata, of Tata. And I was like, wow, really? And whatever, I was like that. So that goes to show you that, yeah, yeah, support is support and love is love. So I'm really grateful to see this question on the ballot because that's what he was for, bringing more opportunities. Um, and he used every opportunity of his life, everyone that I can remember. Um, to tell people, yeah, be better. Don't be bitter, be better. You know what I'm saying? Squash that. Do this. Go for your opportunities. Go for your dreams, you know? And he did it in a way um, in his career, you know, before Safe Streets. I remember him being in school, whatever. So they're like, yeah, he pursued that. He went to college. He got those degrees um, so he could get more involved. Because um, I remember him telling me that too on you know, doors or, or, or people who didn't want to give him the opportunity. He didn't even want um, the opportunity at first to work with issues. Like, he really wasn't for it. But when he seen what it was about, and then after he got his degree, that was his thing. That was his thing. Um, so I was real excited to see that that was on the ballot. Um, that was question G. We talked about question H. Um, also, question F. Um, is the Subsummary Criminal Apprehension Conviction Fund. So that is where they want to borrow to have more money in this fund for like the witnesses, people who cooperate, you know, people who give them information to be able to pay them um, for their information. They want to do that. Um, but get on that and look at it, y'all, because when you go through and you break certain ones down, I was like, wow, you'd be amazed at the monies. Um, a lot of times that they were uh, requesting for a lot of these things um, that they want to pursue. I always be tripping because, like, I bring up the point, like, but it's not money. Them, you see the same stuff on there. But, but, to, but to be clear, it's not money that they're requesting. Yeah, it's money, money they want to use. If they can borrow it. Right. A lot of people always take that as if, if when you say, you're approving them to get to have this money. That's not the same thing. It's not that's you're allowing them to go and borrow this money from a bank. Right. That's not the same thing. That means debt. That doesn't mean that the city has money. That means that they're willing to go. You're allowing them to go into debt. To go. But I always be creating little money. Like it'd be a lot of the same stuff on there, especially for like the um L and Fractures and L that's why now it's good that you brought this up because to be clear it's not that it, it, sometimes they don't even get this money again it's oh, the okay so that might be the reason why i see exactly I know see, that but that might be the reason why it's on it's it again approval 
it's the approval. We it's them asking the people to give them approval to borrow this money. Right. Not that they're giving, not that this money is using it's not that they're using the people's taxpayer money to do these things. It's that they're gonna borrow this money with the effect that they're gonna pay it back. Right. And I've seen that on a lot of them. To borrow this money. A lot of times they don't even actually get this money or actually go to borrow this money because the need doesn't fit. Right, right. And I've seen that on a lot of them. So I I know what you're saying is true because I was reading up to on the um on the different funds, it does say allow the mayor, city, you know, government or whatever like that to borrow. It says, it says borrow. $272 million. So yes. It, it and it you, does say borrow. It gives it you that wide range because they might not need $72 million. They might only need 12. So they might only just borrow $12 million. But it gives them that wide range just in case they do need $72 million. And they need more. Yeah. So that's why you have it. So that's why you see a lot of the same questions a lot of times on the ballot because I guess a lot of them don't get approved or sometimes they don't get the money or the site like, they don't ball up to that max. Um, but I always see structural stuff on there. And I see one about housing. housing. That you don't see on the front end. They, they probably won't give you the terminology on the front end. Some of these things expire, too. Oh, okay. So okay. they might have up until a certain amount of time to borrow $72 million. And if they don't do it, they can't borrow. Oh, my palm itching. That made some money. With them. My girl is to say, scratch it, then run on your ass and be glad. <laughs> My palm itching oh, right now. Um, but yeah, make sure you pay attention to those questions on this ballot for this election, November the 8th, y'all. Um, question H is saying that they want the police commissioner to have full um, overseeing of the police department. I say nay, no way, don't let it happen. Um, please vote no. Um, <laughs> Um, um, it also was some other ones on there. I seen that they were asking to borrow money for like housing, um, to do something for affordable housing. Um, I also I seen it was one on there, huh? I just think it's the audacity. I think it's just the audacity for the police department or whoever put this on the ballot to we ask not, the police department for I gotta do my research and see ask the citizens of Baltimore City for anything for the Baltimore City the police department. It's the audacity in that. The audacity. Well, y'all ain't even following yourself. The consent decree. Like y'all ain't like. I don't you know. think you're gonna get control of yourself today? Today, you can't even do community. You can't. Even, you can't even do community they, policing, right? They say, "Oh, that that part, <laughs> that part, like that part, like y'all." It's so interesting. They had that program where they were going around sending officers to the different communities, trying to actually get their faces known. But and they was like, "But you don't live here. You don't live here." They don't. So why are you walking around this neighborhood like you live here? Right. They don't be walking pretty. How many times? I was saying that the other day. How many times you see a police car pulled over? Sometimes I say them pulled over. They gone about their business. I don't know where they going at, but I don't see them right there in that area. You know, you're seeing when you're just seeing on the side of the road, just sitting there. I always say that there's no police, no community police, and the police don't even speak to you. They won't even speak. They come out. They won't even speak. 
They won't even speak. It's crazy. They won't even speak. On my Facebook page. Absolutely not. Nice job. And <laughs> got them started. All right. All right. And then also is a question on there too about the terms of like outside of your officials. What you think about that one? Like to try to limit. Really, let me read that one real quick. Okay. Um. And yeah. And 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 confirm for me exactly what question it is too because that one was it's interesting. K. The last one. Okay. That was K. That was K. Um, and that was to basically um, put restrictions on the term. I'm for, I'm for this one. That they could serve. I'm for that as well. Um, it's basically saying that no city official can um, remain in a position. More than two terms. Years, yeah, within 12 years. I, I think it's good because it's like I said, I believe a lot of them get in there. Um, and they mean you well. Anybody that's been on that city council for more than eight years. That, that's a change. Yes, that's a chain. And just like I said, when you get in there, then, you know, I guess you develop relationships and it's supposed to be all business. It'd be a lot of personal stuff. Yeah, I'll read it to you. Um, it says, question K is for the purpose of establishing a two-term limit for Baltimore City elected officials, including the mayor, controller, city council president, and city council members. None of these elected officials shall hold office for more than eight years during a 12-year period. And, and I think that a candidate for one of these elected offices is elected to fill a vacancy that candidate may hold the office for the remainder of their predecessor's term right and one consecutive full term after right and that means so, if anything was to happen the way that they can't finish their term exactly. so, like, so they can finish yeah, up their come into term them. and then they can have their own term that they're elected for for another four years but then that's it right right and it doesn't mean that they can't run again but it's just saying no more than eight years. Well, it does mean they can't run again. They can't run again for the rest of that eight-year right. period. So if you was only in office for two years that first time, and then four years the next time, that's six years. So you can't run again. It's another six years after six your years, time. Six years, 12 years after this. I, I like that one. Yep. I'm for I'm for that one. Because this amendment would um, would be effective beginning with persons elected in the 2024. 2023, right? Oh, 24? Mm-hmm. Okay, it'll be beginning in 2024, but you know the years be flying and everything else like that. So that's the last question on there, y'all. So if you agree with that, you need to be written with for K. So that's when Brandon's turn ends, and I guess he—I uh, don't know if he put this on the ballot, but that may be saying that um, you know he would be able to run again. Yeah. And again. So he would be able to start. If this wouldn't start to 2024, this term right here wouldn't count. Right. So he will be able to run and be your mayor again in 2024 and then be your mayor again in 2028. But that would end his term. That would be his term limit. Right. So he count for this and then term. he would have to wait four years, which would get that time period. Looking forward to seeing her in multiple terms. Who is that? Dixon. Who did you say? Dixon. Mm. The only mayor that I was welcoming to have multiple terms. Now, and the one thing that I can say about um, Sheila Dixon and what I was like that, like she definitely led by example as far as like being for the community, being involved with residents, and walking the street, travel. walking he was all. everywhere, walking every street. Yes, every street. she was everywhere, and and see, and then she didn't only bring you know positive events or allow things to happen for one group of people because like i was saying like i remember when stephanie rollins break was in there like they know i love the girls and the queens and the lgbtq community but that's only really what she allowed 
It was no more parades. It wasn't nothing. If it wasn't anything about them, then she wasn't allowing it on the streets of Baltimore. That's just how I felt like when she was in there. Um, Catherine Pugh, I don't remember her being really for like community, but Sheila Dixon, oh my, yo, she used to be throwing down for the people. She used to have a lot of stuff for people. Yes, 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 yes. He's saying one of the police officers, Mike. I love Mike that you be on here. You be talking, talk to me, brother. I got, you know what, Mike? Look, I'm calling on you to come through and be. Mike was probably one of my first, first, first supporters with this before he even got started. Um, and Officer Gatewood, yes, Officer Gatewood, he definitely was um, a model officer. He was over there East um, Baltimore, definitely was showing them an example on how to carry it. Over on my side, I always say Officer Charles Lee, who I ran into not too long ago. I know that he has retired since then, but community policing, yes, um, was his thing. He was the lead over there in the Pell Center. Um, Officer Gatewood, guess what, Mike? I remember being over East Baltimore and getting accosted by other police. And I used to be telling them, that's my cousin. Call Officer Gatewood. That's my cousin. And guess how on a couple of them, he came through too. And saving me like, man, that girl ain't doing that. Like he definitely was an example on community policing because you know, he got out, he walked, he joked, he played with us. It was like no problem. He could walk up on you and see that you were doing something wrong. And you know, he still did his job. He's like, look, y'all know y'all can't be doing that out there. You know, they come, you know, you can't like, that's how he carried it. Like he definitely was a community police. Yes, he was. Thank you for that comment. But yes, Sheila Dixon, um, even in the last um, election, I, I was saying, you know, when it was in the mayor and she was on the ballot, money don't get me, but I did not vote for her. Um, <laughs> I had voted, I had voted for the businessman. What's so crazy is that I don't even know his name. You know where that comes from though. You, you, the reason why you didn't vote for her was you don't remember your experience with her. Mm. and a lot of people are that way even though you live through it you don't remember it yeah that's what it was and and i and i have remember having some you know some conversation with people because people assume you know that everybody that was not voting for her kind of believe you know that she had did that fraudulent stuff with the cause or whatever that wasn't true at all i, I thought that, that that was really petty it was that's what that was really the word like that's the word right there petty it was it petty. was so petty like that's not even like like it was, was a reason so and you gotta look at the underlying reason where was, that lady too it wasn't very vocal but the underlying reason is that she was doing so much good that we yeah. didn't I don't like that that's what i'm you saying they so much good lady. we gotta get this person out because baltimore city is not supposed to be operating good no it's supposed to be operating corrupt yes i don't even think all these murders and stuff i don't mean no harm when she was like I said, she used to be having stuff for the kids, all the back to schools, all that. Like she, she started that. She started that for the city. I don't remember it being as big as it had become. Like you know, the city throwing the whole back to school thing or like the holiday giveaways and stuff before Sheila Dixon got here. Mm -hmm. So I kind of do remember that and and a lot of my reasoning for her wasn't for voting her it was just that i just felt like you know even if we voted her in there that they still just wasn't giving her a chance like as a, i just felt like it was going to be the bull crap 
like how they we seen them um railroad Merlin movies. I just felt like because they already had this, you know, try to cast this bad light on her, like it's just gonna be, you know, how they get in the heads of you know the old folks with oh yeah, she'll stole that money, them give her the same like, way. Marilyn Moses is the same way. Not, she's not supposed to be operating in the good. Mm -mm. operating in the bay. No, because they want you to get in there. They want you to fall in line. To prosecute everybody that even if they're not even doing anything wrong. That's right, because we locked them up and we said they did. And that's not how she was operating. She wasn't going to operate off of prosecuting people that the the work don't add up. Right. The the investigation did not add up to to a conviction. And I know a lot of uh, one thing too, Doc. Remember, like even though Shilla Dixon, like all these extra fees and allowing certain people to do stuff. Like I remember some of the businesses that Comcast wanted to do, the BGE, even the water company increasing the bill, all that other stuff. Like heck no, she definitely was for the re- the residents. And that's what I'm saying. Well, I need her to get back on that. She was doing stuff for the water bill. She ain't doing enough. I need to get back on that. She ain't do enough, but what I'm saying is that she was a people's mayor, mm-hmm. not just like a politic man or Ooh, you know. You talk about Sheila Dixon. Oh, so she said pure. I was gonna say ill. Oh, don't do compliment. <laughs> pure just was writing her books and trying to sell her clothes. Her, mm-hmm. her baby on clothes. She on my damn down. <laughs> she was the business lady, and she rubbed whoever she was screwing. Mm. Allegedly, look, you gotta say allegedly now, honey, because like I'm saying, a lot of people already know the lady saw she caught party B trying to get her money. I even seen the, um, a podcaster who was reporting on the Sandy Hook murders um, back then, who was trying to make it appear like it was a host. Um, he just got sued, and the families are awarded all this money that he needed to pay. Almost that was ridiculous what he did. A billion dollars. A billion dollars. Okay, set and tacky. Um, what he did was—that's gonna bankrupt him. A yes. billion dollars, nine hundred and sixty-five million dollars is yes. what his families was awarded. Mm. So you gotta be careful. And saying that, y'all, y'all gotta be careful what y'all say. You know, you gotta know how to say it. It's allegedly and all that other stuff. So just like I said, I ain't saying with Catherine, but yeah, you know, allegedly. Excuse me, she was down there messing with them white men. He said, "Soon she ain't wanna do something, baby." And then they put all the business down there. Yeah, somebody down at the University of Maryland. Um, <laughs> allegedly one of the men or something like that. I don't know. That's the same thing how they were saying, like, what was shit? Like, not that she was messing with anybody, but they was basically saying, like, that's what it was. Like, soon as she wanted to grin with something, they was trying to get her on board. And, yeah, they found they, anything. I don't, I don't even know how it got, but some gift cards, some Walmart gift cards. All that stuff that lady, this lady did for the city. That's crazy. And they really did harass her. They was raiding her house, too. You know what I mean? Some of the fur coats, like, she wasn't supposed to have nothing. Her fur coats, and that was another thing, too. And she supposed to have gave contracts to somebody that she was dating. Like, how many times has that happened with them yay folks? You know, they be hooking each other up. But when we do it, it's always some type of controversy or whatever else like that. And I don't even think that she was like doing it. I don't, I don't even know. But yeah, I don't know. So I don't know if she's ever going to decide to try to um, go up again for the mayor or whatever else like that. But 
Um, I thought that she was going to be one of the, you know, the front runners um, the last time. I know a lot of people did vote for her, so I know a lot of the votes were split between her um, and um, Brendan, but yeah. She definitely was a people mayor. Yes, we know that everybody that is a city official or has any type of city job or state job, we're not saying all of y'all bad. We're not saying that. We're not saying that. Don't come for me because I ain't got no money. I'm just giving you our news and our views. And what I know from experience, and I'm going to speak from my own experience, is that, yes, it is a lot of trauma there when it comes to us as residents and citizens here is putting our trust in city officials, um, putting our trust um, in the police department. Like, it's no relationship. Um, is no relationship. And that's one of the greatest points that I would like to point out and add in my shoulders. Like, yeah, once y'all get in there, y'all have to lead by example. Um, that's what I say when I, I'm going around <clears throat> and I'm seeing this um, trash or whatever on the street or whatever else like that. Like, yeah, we want the city to clean it up. But lead by example, if you know people was dumping and doing this, tell them stop. Tell them stop doing it. Yeah, tell them stop doing it. But yeah, y'all know this is my wrap up time. I came through with a whole bunch of what in the world and a whole bunch of the what in the what because you know I'm always talking what's up, what's up, and what in the what. Yeah, I'm here every Thursday, 7 to 9, right here on the You Better Live Radio Shoot. I'm, I said radio shoot. <laughs> radio show shoot. I'm hungry. You know you're not just off when you're hungry. But I'm here every Thursday, y'all. Remember to like, comment, and share. Anytime on the show, feel free to comment or call in. Also, like that page, share that page, tell a friend, tell a friend, and also the enemies too. Because right here, we come through, bring you your news with our views. Next week, I'm going to have somebody on here. You know, I love my guy, my voice, my voice um, that is behind the scenes to talk to me. Love everyone who had joined me today. Mike, Queen Teresa, everybody who made comments. Um, and let me know what was up and what was the what and what they was feeling on a lot of this traffics. We talked about Trump. We talked about the tra tragedies. Willie Spence, um, a 17-year-old in a car accident. We talked about the election, what was the most important to me that we brought up. Vote no to question H, y'all. Vote no. Vote no. Hopefully, keep on keeping on. Y'all see, they changed it on the calendar. It was no longer Columbus Day. It was Indigenous People Day. Um, so we know things happen. We know as a people, we feel like it happened slowly, but it's happening. Keep on going. If you're having an issue with something in any of these departments, pursue it and don't give up. Keep the faith, y'all, because you know God bless you because God loves you all the time. Come back with me. Don't leave me hanging. You know I love to talk to you. And you know you better live. Come through and see your girl, Chesterfield, the Empress, Lady Kate Mix, next week, Thursday. I love y'all, and you better live. It's more than like the dying, so up, you better live. Like the dying, so up, you better live. Like the dying, so up, you better live.